Let's try something different on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. It's midnight. It's Saturday. I watched a half hour of Led Zeppelin Pinball. And I've been reading Pinside. I've been following Facebook. And people have been hitting me up with both how amazing the game is and how horrible the game is. And, and sometimes, as being Canada's Pinball Podcast, I, I feel pressure sometimes to jump in the ring and slam something like this, to look at a game and just tell you how much I hate this and hate that about the game. And I want to tell you what I feel right now. And I, I want to just sort of close my eyes and think about pinball, think about this game, think about Guns N' Roses, think about all the pinball options we have in 2020. Been one hell of a year, right? A lot of us are probably just thankful to still be here, still have our jobs, still have our loved ones. And, and there's a lot of angry people who are pulling apart pinball machines and, and sometimes it does help to zoom out a little bit and just look at these things a little bit from a from a higher vantage point if you will now what do i think about led zeppelin after seeing the stream of this game well here are my honest thoughts about this game it's a steve ritchie game and it looks like it shoots really good and we knew that steve ritchie games are going to shoot really good they're going to have great flow they're going to be fast and they're going to be pretty furious. And when I was watching this stream, first thing I said, you know, and I'm going to compare this to Guns N' Roses on some level because they're two music pins from JJP and Stern. So there's natural comparisons that we all are doing in our heads. But it's really hard to review a pin. It's really hard to review a pin you haven't played yet. It's really hard to look at a machine and, and judge it by its art, judge it by its music through a computer speaker judge it by the facial expressions of the gentlemen in the room who are streaming it. They look like they're having fun. It's fun to hang out and watch people play pinball. So what do I think? You know, what do I think of Led Zeppelin? Well, the game shoots really fast, and I really like Steve Ritchie games and how fast they are and how the ball is always whipping around that play field. And I will say this, after playing Guns N' Roses and seeing the streams of GNR and seeing Led Zeppelin, I do wish that JJP pins were more snappy. And what I mean by snappy, there's just this, this fast-paced sort of kinetic energy in a Stern machine that just is not in Jersey Jack machines. Jersey Jack machines, to me, always feel a little bit slower, always feel a little bit floatier. It almost feels like the ball doesn't come off the flipper as fast in a Jersey Jack game as it does in a Stern game. And so for that reason, I do prefer the way Stern games just shoot. Just just the way they the way they feel when you shoot a Stern machine. And I could tell by looking at this machine that it was gonna be fun to flip it if you were standing over that playfield. So the game looks really fun to shoot. Now how did the artwork look in this stream? The artwork's okay. This artwork is not that detailed. It's hard to look at the artwork in this game and feel like they went the extra mile on most of it. It, it does feel very Photoshop drag and drop. The slingshots, I just can't get over how barren those slingshots look in this game. But you know and I know that the mod community is going to get to work on this game and make a lot of improvements in areas of this game that are very barren and almost very uninspired. And I do feel like there are sections of this game that feel highly, highly uninspired and unimaginative. And even though they did have licensor restrictions in this game, I still think they could have done more. I mean, there's no reason why a licensor would make you make the slingshot plastics and some of those plastics just so barren and so uninspired and uncreative in the game. 
When it comes to toys in this game and, and what is the ball hitting, what is the ball interacting with that is really awesome, you know, Steve Ritchie game. You get the excitement from the speed and from the flow, but he's not really a guy that sticks toys in his games that are going to blow you away or wow you. And that magical mech in the middle that pops up to reveal the secret hidden spinner, I'm really underwhelmed by that. Like when it popped up, it was like okay, but again, nothing really that cool to that toy. I'd much prefer the toys in ACDC, I much prefer the toys in Metallica, I much prefer the toy box in Aerosmith. So we have a fast game, we have a game with flow, we have a game that's got incredible music. Let's first go back there. If you've been listening to Canada's Pinball Podcast over the years, what have I always said? Theme is the most important thing in pinball. It is the most important thing. If you make a killer theme, you've already hit a home run. So when any pinball company releases a killer theme, they've already hit the ball out of the park. The product is going to sell. And then what we're doing as pinball fans, we're basically critiquing how that player rounds the bases on their way to home base, right? That's what we're doing when we critique the artwork, the callouts, this and that. It doesn't matter. This game was always going to sell like hotcakes. There are so many Led Zeppelin fans out there, and now they have a chance to own Led Zeppelin pinball. That's a great thing. This is a great license to secure. Every single pinball company on planet Earth would love, would love to make Led Zeppelin pinball. So Stern Pinball grabbing Led Zeppelin on a theme level alone, A++++, okay? Now on a theme integration level, I do think this game is more of like a B, it's definitely not bringing the Led Zeppelin theme to life like in the best possible fashion with pinball. And we have so many other examples of even other music pins that have better theme integrated the band into the game itself. So that's how it gets pretty hard on how do you score a pin. And here's how you ultimately score a pin. And I mean this, it doesn't matter what Kenita says. It doesn't matter what people on pin side say. It doesn't matter what Steve Ritchie says. It doesn't matter what Tim Sexton says. It doesn't matter what Jack Danger says or anyone else out there. The only way you score a pinball machine is if you personally stand in front of the machine and you play it and you judge for yourself. Does this machine move me? Is this machine fun for me? Am I going to get excitement out of this? Is this the kind of thing I want to own? If I'm going to plunk down this much money on whether it's an LE or a premium or a pro, do I love the music? Do I love the theme? Do I love the way it shoots? Do I love the way it looks? Those are all things for you to figure out, not for me to tell you. And I'm not going to jump in the ring and slam this machine and tell you it sucks and Steve Ritchie needs to retire and he's washed up and he's got no ideas. People will say that. You'll see that on Pinside. But I'm not here to tell you that. I'm here to tell you that this is what I expect from Stern when it comes to a theme like Led Zeppelin. I don't expect Stern to go the extra mile. I don't expect Stern to put a ton in their games that we haven't seen before. My expectations of Stern are right here. The only person at Stern that gets me to raise my expectations is Keith Elwin. If Keith Elwin is not making the Stern machine, I don't expect magical oh my god things from that pinball machine. And I'll say this, for the most part, my expectations are usually met by Keith Elwin. And everyone else, you know, they kind of give us what you expect. They usually recycle a lot of their old designs and they don't really push the envelope in pinball. 
But on some level, all of us out there sometimes give Stern like an unfair shake. Like we love to poke the bear. We love to say how Stern games are this and that and this and that. They're too cheap. They're cutting corners. And some of it is true. Some of it is very true. We know that these machines are not worth $9,200. I will fight any man on planet Earth that wants to tell me that any Stern machine is worth $9,000. And, and, and I will always believe that, that these machines are not worth that much money. And there's just not much in them to warrant that price. There's just not. But on some level, as I see all these other pinball companies out there just struggling to manufacture games. Some companies, they can't even get a few hundred games out a month. Some companies can't even show you the game on the line. Some companies think Northern Italy is the answer to manufacturing pinball. Some companies are trying to make up for orders they took six, seven years ago. You have to give Stern credit that at least when they show us a new pin, they're going to put it in a box and they're going to get it to people in just a few weeks. And there's going to be no drama. There's going to be no people who get burned. It's an absolutely fair system. The first people that go to distributors will get their games. They're not selling Led Zeppelin LE directly at Stern and undercutting their distributors. So I look at this company always the same way. Stern, I want you to impress me. Stern, I want you to show me new things. Stern, I want you to innovate. Stern, I want you to give us more for the money. When it comes to Led Zeppelin, I rate this game around a B. I think it's sort of like a middle of the road offering from Stern. I do. I don't think it's like their best. It's by far not their worst, but it is one of their best themes. And when I look at the innovations in this game, I can't help but make some of the comparisons to Guns N' Roses, and the light show in Led Zeppelin is neat. It's okay. It's nowhere near the light show that's in Guns N' Roses. And a lot of that just comes down to the technology. Those tiny little LEDs that are in Guns N' Roses, that's what makes all the difference. That and the hot rails. Those two innovations are far superior than how Stern is lighting up Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin is a brand new game. But when I look at the light show and I look at they have sort of like the the tic-tac lights on the side decals that are their new lighting system, it just doesn't feel modern, it doesn't really feel new, it still feels like an old game. Uh, and, and that's okay, right? I mean, it's a Led Zeppelin pin, it's not supposed to be some modern piece of technology, but you know what I mean, there's just nothing in this game that jumps out and feels like they designed something we haven't seen before, and the bar has been raised, the bar has been raised. Everything in Guns N' Roses from a rock and roll music theme integration standpoint is far superior, and I mean this, it's far superior than what's in Led Zeppelin. Now that doesn't mean it's far more fun, and that will always be the quagmire that most of us who debate pinball, that is where every debate gets stuck. So what if you have more innovation? So what if you have more lights? So what if you have lights on top of the game, under the game, in the coin box? So what if you have an additional speaker on top of the game? None of that matters. If some guy stands in front of Led Zeppelin and he loves that band more than anything and he's having more fun playing Led Zeppelin, so what? All those Jersey Jack pinball innovations are not going to matter to that person and vice versa. But I will say this, if I had to choose who would make my dream theme, whether it's my dream musical act 
or my dream movie, I absolutely would want Jersey Jack Pinball to make my dream theme, and I absolutely would handpick Eric Minier to make my dream theme. And so I feel really blessed that my favorite band, my favorite band of all time is Guns N' Roses, and Eric Minier made that game. So I'm super happy and super content. I don't look at Led Zeppelin and feel like, all right, I need to now reconsider whether or not going in on Guns N' Roses was the right move because of Led Zeppelin. I think for the majority of people out there, their minds were made up far before they saw either game, and it just simply comes down to which band do they like more. And I think 95% of people are going to move in that direction. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the stream tonight. So they could not stream this game for very long. It was only up there for about a half hour before it got yanked down. Now, once again, we get kind of a sloppy Stern stream, and, and it's not really Jack Danger's fault. Here's my advice to Stern, and here's my advice to everybody over there. If you're going to stream a game for the first time, just let people play it for 10-15 minutes. Can they not talk over the game? Every time I heard Tim Sexton say, like, multiplier this, multiplier 10 times x, Tim, stop. Stop. I'm not, I don't mean to be rude, Tim. I don't mean to be rude to the team over there, but guys, you have to understand how annoying it is to watch a stream in which we're trying to just enjoy the shots, enjoy Led Zeppelin, look at the animations, hear the callouts, and we've got the damn design team trying to scream over the game. There is a time and place to learn the rule sets of a game. It's not on day one. It's not the first half hour the entire world sees the game for the first time. They need to start asking these people to wait. Be patient, there's gonna be plenty of time. And if people wanna know the rule set, there's other ways to make videos that explain the rule set of the game that is not the initial world premiere streaming of the game. It's really annoying and it almost made me wanna turn it off because it's just like nails on a chalkboard trying to just appreciate the game. The game should be able to speak for itself. The other thing I want to say, and this is not just Led Zeppelin, this is in general, this is my biggest fear in pinball. If you were to ask me where I think the biggest weakness lies with all of these companies, it's not with the art, it's not with the lights. To me, the biggest weakness in pinball these days is my biggest fear is the people who are coding these games, that they're coding them for themselves. They're coding them for the people at Stern, they're coding them for their tournament player friends, and they're not coding them for the home buyer. They're not coding them for the people that just want to see moments. Because when you hear Tim Sexton talk about Led Zeppelin, when you hear Dwight talk about Ninja Turtles, it's never like they're super excited to have you witness a moment in the game. They just keep rambling on about how scoring works, how you get your multipliers, how you get 10 times this, five times that, and it makes my head spin. What I wanna know is what moments have you created in these games? What's the moment that's gonna get people's adrenaline going? What's the most heart pumping, exciting thing you can't wait for people to get to? And even then, maybe don't tell us it, don't spoil it, actually let people play it and find that out for themselves and I just think when they start explaining the scoring and the strategy to scoring, that is my biggest fear of pinball in the modern day, is that the people who are making these things from a code standpoint, they don't understand what emotionally pulls people into a game. 
Now with this, you already have a huge emotional shortcut to people because you've got Led Zeppelin music, you've got Led Zeppelin footage up on the screen, so people are gonna be pulled in naturally by the music. But on top of that music, on top of these shots, is there going to be a moment or multiple moments that really get you going, right? Where the lights are going, where the callouts, where the multi-ball. You know, I've noticed that in a lot of these new games recently. You just don't feel that energy build up when you hit a multi-ball. You know how in Adam's Family when multi-ball starts, like the thing multi-ball and all the lights are going and the machine's going crazy? I just don't feel that in most of these new machines. It's like you don't even know what you hit. You don't know what switch you rolled over and all of a sudden another ball or two is crapped out and there's no moment. It just doesn't feel like a spectacular moment has been achieved. And that is my biggest wish as we go into 2021 is that more of these coders code moments into these games. If you've got the design down, great. If the artwork is great, great. But the most emotional thing in a game is the moment. And that's the part that is so special for Guns N' Roses, if you are a Guns N' Roses fan. When that game starts a song, each song is a major moment. And they've made that game so special that when you start a song, and when you're in that Guns N' Roses concert and the shaker motor's going, and the lights are flickering as if people are holding up their lighters, those are all moments. And for me, what makes Guns N' Roses just a level above Led Zeppelin is they've transformed all 21 of those songs into special moments that people are really gonna love and enjoy. Will Led Zeppelin create that? Is that game there? I don't know yet, I haven't played it enough, I haven't seen it enough, but there is stiff competition when it comes to that. Just wanna close out this podcast by saying the following. The happiest person will be the person who buys neither one of these games, Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin. The happiest person is someone who just loves both bands doesn't feel compelled to own either, walks into a barcade, gets a couple beers, a whiskey, jumps on both of these machines, rocks out with them for like a half hour, has a great time, and goes home and doesn't have to worry about any maintenance and just had a ball playing both of these great machines. That's the happiest guy. The second happiest guy is probably the guy who can afford both machines and doesn't care and has a GNR CE and a Led Zeppelin LE and is going to put them right next to each other and enjoy them for the rest of his life. The people that think about these machines as, oh, do I, did I miss out on an LE? Should I have flipped an LE? Should I have got those machines? That's a losing way to look at pinball. And I know I've speculated on pinball before. And sure, you could probably flip a Led Zeppelin LE for more than you pay for it because it's just that kind of thing. Why would you buy a machine unless you really wanted to keep it for a very long time? I would only do it if I was flipping it, I am totally honest. The only reason I would buy a machine if I didn't really want it for a very long time would be to make a profit on it. Now those days are getting slim and far between because Stern has already baked in the price of the flip now into these games. I miss the halcyon days of old when I could buy a Stern LE for around $8,000 and sell it for ten. dollars Now with tax and everything, the things are already close to $10,000. The topper's $850, so topper with an LE, it's a $10,000 machine. So there's not a lot of money to be made on these things, let's, let's be honest. And then there's another group of people which, the more I study this industry, the more I'm confused by the people who have to choose sides between Jersey Jack and Stern. And these people perplex me, and I'll tell you why they perplex me, because neither one of us are investors in any of these companies. So you're, it's like you're rooting for them to win as if you have some monetary reward coming to you. 
These aren't sports teams. This isn't the Yankees and the Mets that we have to root for one and root against the other. And one day these two teams are going to play in the championship and then we'll ultimately see who's the best. It doesn't work like that because if you go by profit and if you go by sales success, it's not even close. Stern Pinball is clobbering everybody else, clobbering everybody else in sales. It's not even close. Now that doesn't mean they make the best games, it doesn't mean every game they make is better than every Jersey Jack game. I think both of these companies to me are the predominant players in pinball. They both go at it differently. I think Jersey Jack makes games that are better suited for the home owner because the games are deeper. I don't think they work well on location. I think Stern games work better on location and are much more immediately fun. You jump on a Stern machine and you're going to have more fun in the first five minutes. Now I think Guns N' Roses changes what people think about JJP. You're going to have the kind of Stern fun in five minutes that you, you do on every Stern machine on GNR. You're not going to have that on The Hobbit. You're not going to have it on Dialed In. You're not going to have it on Pirates of the Caribbean. But this game gets you right into the action, which is so much fun. I think we are at a period now where Stern is giving us incredible titles. I think Jersey Jack is knocking it out of the park, but it's taking them too long to make Guns N' Roses. It's really requiring way too much patience for people, apparently. And I think 2021 is going to be an amazing year. It's going to be an amazing year because the more we get games like Guns N' Roses, the more we get games like Avengers, the more we get themes like Led Zeppelin that sell extremely well, the better off we all are. And if you don't feel the need to buy every single game, you'll be in a very good position. Just buy the theme you love. Buy the game you love to shoot. Buy the game that means something to you. Don't let me dissuade you from buying something that you are in love with. I will give you my opinions about games. I will tell you if I think a game is great or if I think a game is a miss. I think Led Zeppelin's middle of the road. I think GNR is a masterpiece. That's my opinion. I think if you put these two games next to each other, I think you'll walk away and you'll say Zeppelin shoots better, but I think you would walk away saying Guns N' Roses just blew you away with the entire experience. And they're both machines that are not going to have a hard time finding homes and finding fans. And to be a fan of one doesn't mean you have to chastise the person who likes the other. Neither one of these is Oktoberfest, people. Neither one of these is you're a dummy if you buy this theme. This has been Canada's Pinball Podcast, episode 544. I know I was a little bit more somber. It's a late night. I'm trying not to wake my beautiful pregnant wife who's trying to get sleep, who married a guy who decided to do a pinball podcast. In a couple weeks, the Twippy voting opens, and I really hope you guys cast your vote for Canada's Pinball Podcast. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Brenda, and it especially means a lot to Bubba. He really wants to see us go four for four. So thank you for tuning in. Email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. I hope all of you are having a very happy and healthy holiday season, and we will talk to you very soon. <laughs>